137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pixelated Paranormal. This will be episode 76, and this is going to be uh, kind of a small one. That's what she said. Now I was going to say, come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this will be uh, kind of a shorter show. We've got some uh, listener stories and spooky tales to tell you. And then it's a fair warning. We'll give you another heads up when the time comes. But uh, this will be one of these uh, spoiler town episode, episodes episode. uh, <laughs> that we mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the stories that we have to tell you tonight. And then we're going to do a little cussing and discussing about The Haunting of Hill House. So if you have not seen that show yet or have plans to watch it, we'll give you fair warning. You'll want to go ahead and turn the episode off after that point. We will spoil the living shit out of it for you. But uh, first of all, I have a really funny story to tell you guys, uh, Preston and, and Steve and the listeners. So back when Rob had the show, he had set up that voicemail that people could call and leave messages on. Yeah. And and when I talked to Mark and I talked to Rob both um, in the last couple of weeks, Rob told me he thought that the actual voicemail had been deactivated. And then Mark didn't know much about it. So I went online and investigated it and couldn't figure shit out on my own. So I I don't know. I kind of left it at that. On the way home from work tonight, I thought, you know what? I might as well go ahead and call that number because I want to see, you know, who it is, uh, if somebody new has that number or if it's deactivated or what. Or if so, it was uh, Patty's mom. Yeah, it was Patty's mom, right? Yeah, because that, <laughs> that Patty lady just kept calling over. Patty's mom kept calling over and over. So I call the number and the voicemail, nobody call it because I don't think it works anymore. But the voicemail was 707-520-4263. And so I called that number and then on my phone it says that was in Monterio, California, which is fine. It's probably like a Google Hub or something like that that they have in California. Mm-hmm. So I call and it rings and it said a woman's uh, robotic voice says, please say your name after the tone. And then it goes beep and it rings and then nobody answers. And then the thing comes on that says the Google subscriber you're trying to reach is not available. Please leave your message after the tone beep. And so I hung up and like not even a minute after I hang up, I get a phone number on my phone calling me back, but it's a 909 area code from San Bernardino, California. And I'm like, what the hell? So I answer it. Normally I let that kind of stuff go to my voicemail. But it's this chick, and she's like, who is this? And I was like, this is Sean. Who is this? Well, I just had a missed phone call from you. What do you What do you need? And I'm like, I don't know. I just tried to call 707-520-4263. She's like, well, I just had a missed phone call, and she read off my phone number from her caller ID. I'm like, well, this could be just a coincidental scam. And I was just like, well, I don't know what to tell you, lady. Um, is this a Google phone number that you're calling me from? And she's like, huh? And I was like, this is a number that I called 707-520, blah, blah, blah. That is a Google voicemail that belongs to my podcast where people can call and leave voicemails of strange stories. We have a paranormal podcast. She's like, okay. And I'm like, 
well, I don't know. Does anybody, is this the first time you've got a weird phone call? She's like, yeah. And I was like, nobody's called and left you voicemails about like ghost stories or anything like that. And she's like, no. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know what to tell you beyond the fact that I think there was a really strange error that just occurred and something glitched out and called your phone number. She's like, huh, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll tell you what, I'll let you go. Sorry to bother you. And then hung up. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell went on. Man. But, uh, yeah, I, I messaged Mark uh, a little bit ago and told him to go ahead and pull that off of our show notes because if if you have been trying to call up people, we were gravely sorry. But apparently that was deactivated and I had no idea when Rob left the show. Um, it sounds like maybe it was deactivated or shortly before that. But uh, Damn. Yeah, anywho. Well, uh, Preston, why don't you drop a little bit of news that you got? If you want to get into that, and then we'll get after it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's been several shows where we've talked about uh, the Egyptian uh, shit mummies. Shit mummies. Uh-huh. Egypt is happy to say no more shit mummies. Uh-oh. That's right. A 3,000-year-old sarcophagus was opened, and it contains a perfectly preserved mummy. And that's where you're going to insert dun-dun-dun. <laughs> I don't think I will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the last time the Egyptian government opened a sealed sarcophagus on the live TV, the stench of sewer water sent everybody running from the room. And yet they decided to do it again. And this time the results were much, much different. And what did the antiquities minister Khalid al-Ani have to say on the matter? Well, what he actually said was it was a new tomb with nice paintings. And that was it. So they found a they found another tomb is what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like we got the uh the origin of your story there. <laughs> so they found a tomb. Okay. Okay. They opened it up on live TV and uh-huh. astonishingly there was no shit in it. Everybody was happy. And kind of you know how like I almost felt like when he said it was a new tomb, very nice paintings. It was kind of like a Trump thing. Like that's something Trump would say. Oh, now it makes yeah. sense. There you go. Anyways, this tomb dates back <laughs> to the Middle Kingdom and belonged to Thrall Urka If, who was the Grand Master Poobah mummification supervisor. And that's why the mummies were so well preserved and were not in shit water. Oh. Yay, Egypt. So it was just a big <laughs> that's just a big old hype. With yeah, no, that's all it was. No delivery. Damn. Weak sauce. Tombs on tombs. <laughs> tombs on tombs. <laughs> tombs on tombs on tombs on tombs. Billions and billions and billions. Fuck yeah. Damn. Well, that's cool. At least they didn't get a fucking giant sarcophagus full of poopy water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell. <clears throat> well, I think that concludes our news segment. Yeah, that was a fucking train wreck. That. <laughs> wow. Well, buddy. <laughs> Did not go hell I planned. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it won't make it off the cutting room floor. <laughs> Whew, you're going to have to work hard on that one. Oh, I'm not working at all on it. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for after the credits. <laughs> uh, it's going how it's going how it's going. Um, like we said on the last episode, we had a listener story from a gentleman by the name of Ethan. And we're going to go ahead and talk about that tonight. And that will kind of lead us into the uh, the house, uh, or I'm sorry, the haunting of Hill House. But Preston, why don't you go first? Because your listener story won't quite tie in with the overall subject matter of haunting of Hill House, but it's still a good story nonetheless. It, it is still a good story. And I've been trying to find a you know a spot to kind of put it in. Um, That's what she I said. took, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I took one of my. Uh, 
my uh, newly uh, Mason friends uh, disc golfing. He's a young lad. And, uh, you know, he's not into the paranormal and he thinks everything paranormal is like retarded and, you know, it's all, but he joined the Masons. Yeah. Okay. So go figure. And (laughs) so, you know, we're, we're talking and I'm trying to tell him about our show and like what we do and everything. And so very seriously, he's like, well, I have one story. I'm like, okay, dude, lay it on me. So he was telling me that growing up as a kid, you know, his father was very manic depressive and had like really bad mood swings and had like almost like a multiple personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point to where like he was trying to end his life. And so one night when like the very masculine, like, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan personality took over, um, I think he said that he called referred to himself as ace when that personality took over. Uh-huh. Um, got into his uh, Corvette and uh, decided that he was basically going to drive the car into like a pylon or like, you know, like uh, like a brick wall or something and basically just kind of end his life that way. And so he, he's driving down the highway, fucking balls to the wall, like 100 miles an hour. And he's like, gonna, gonna hit, you know, gonna hit the bridge, gonna hit the bridge, gonna do it, gonna do it, gonna do it. And, you know, all of a sudden he gets this weird feeling and he looks over and in the passenger seat is what he describes as like a weird hybrid between a gray gray alien and maybe like an angel. And she looked over at him and said, I want to show you something. Basically pulled him out of the car and took him on this like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy journey through the universe, mm-hmm. showed him how the universe was created. You, how? you know, he did not bring his towel <laughs> and uh, basically had shown him like, you know, Adam and Eve, like all these different like, you know, historical events and kind of showed him the life universe and everything. And then after it was done, uh, he woke up and the car was shut off and parked neat, parked neatly on the side of the road. And he was sit, basically kneeling outside of the car in a uh, like kind of like a prayer position with tears running down his face. And he said at that moment, God damn it. I'm a believer. This fucking alien angel thing changed my life. And that's it. That's the end of the story. Weird. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. And you know, there've been several people, I mean, that, that have had similar experiences where either they were having like a near death experience or like they were having like a mental breakdown and like this, Alien took him on this journey and p- kind of plucked him out of this reality and showed him shit. Shit, I wish back that and- alien would hit my mom up when she's having her fucking mental <laughs> breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that story. That's what I got. It's crazy. Well, maybe, maybe one day, Stephen, she'll be visited as well. Yeah. One day. We, I don't know, maybe one day we'll get on to an episode where we talk about the uh, the similarities of angels and aliens and demons and then, you know, the idea that maybe there's something more demonic behind aliens one of these days. We'll see. And, yeah. and then we could talk about alien Jesus. So That's true. We could. Yeah. That's something that you've been wanting to talk about for a long time, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I love <laughs> me some alien Jesus. You do enjoy you some alien Jesus. Well, after your listener story, we'll go ahead and jump into another listener story. <laughs> so I think I'll uh, I'll tell a different story first, and then we'll get on to Ethan. We'll save Ethan's for last. Um, today, coincidentally, I was talking to a friend of mine who um, 
recently moved into a house. She's been there for probably about a year and a half or so. And she lives by herself, just herself and her uh, cat. And just serendipitously, she brings us up that the other night she was up kind of late in the evening reading a book. And then she started getting sleepy, so she put her book down, turned the light off, and started to try to fall asleep. And just about the time she was going to fall asleep, she was awoke by the sound of her TV turning on. Mm, and so she mentions that, shit. like, yeah, oh, yeah, but stay tuned. It gets it gets creepier. Um, she said that she laid there for a second, and she set up, and she's like, what the fuck? So she goes out of her bedroom and goes towards the living room, and the TV is – facing away from her. So I'm going to imagine that, you know, you walk down a hallway from the bedroom or around the corner and then like the wall between the living room and the bedroom, maybe the TV's on that one. But anyway, the TV's facing away from her. And so she, as soon as she gets into the living room and approaches the TV, it turns itself off. Fuck that. And she's just like, yeah, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. And, and so she says, what the fuck? And so not being one who really is interested in this kind of shit, like, she believes in it, but she doesn't care to know what the fuck's going on. Like, she just wants to ignore it. She just unplugged her TV and went back to bed. And she said, I thought that maybe the cat, her cat had jumped onto her remote. And she said, so I looked over and then the TV remote's sitting there on the couch or whatever. And the cat's on the other side of the room looking out the window, like sitting on the window ledge, completely unfazed by what's going on. <laughs> with, the, with the cat's eyes, like on the back of its head, like looking. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> right. Right. Trying to, trying to so, play like they're not knowing what they're doing. Yeah, not paying attention to the yeah. fucking ears or on their yeah. back of their head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she gets weirded out, but she goes back to bed. And she says, as soon as I laid down and turned the light back off, her fucking laptop turned itself on and started playing an ad from some torrenting website that she was using. What the fuck? And she says, the app is not an app that runs in the background like you just – you know, you wake the the computer up from sleep mode and all of a sudden it picks back up. She's like, you would have had to open the app on the computer. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, the, the computer, the laptop was open. So, you know, it was the screen was up. But she's like, yeah, something woke the computer back up, opened up the actual torrenting website and then started playing an advertisement for a video. So she fucking got up, bolted in the living room. And then turned her computer off and, and shut the laptop and then went back to bed. That's crazy. And something just wanted to say hi. That's yeah, cool. it's bizarre. And I don't know. They're trying to watch sheer... some TV, trying to download some torrents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ghost is like, reading a book? That's boring. You're so lame. I want to watch TV. The ghost is doing the long Let's game. download illegal shit. <laughs> yeah, the ghost is doing the long game. They're downloading the legal shit. Legal shit to get her in trouble. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucked up, like, man? Not only am I going to uh, haunt you, I'm going to get the FBI on you. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I said, you know what you ought to do is you've got a surveillance camera on your front porch. You might turn that camera around because it faces out her window. Like You might turn that around and just like leave that on filming your living room while you're at work and shit and see what happens. And she's like, no, I don't fucking care. I don't want to know. <laughs> she's like, I'd rather not know what the hell's going on and pretend like nothing's happening. That's why I unplugged the TV so I wouldn't lay back down and it turn itself back on. And then like the fucking girl from Rings comes out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we talked about it and started doing some, you know, of the debunking type things. And she mentioned that she and her boyfriend had had been talking about it. And sometimes, I guess, if the remote control batteries start to get way, way, way drained, 
Apparently, they can send mixed signals or false signals um, and make noises, and those signals can be picked up by the TV receiver as actual, you know, um, power-on signals. So that could have been what it was. Hmm. And my TV has turned itself off before but never on. But I know there are times where my remote control battery must be dead and I can physically hear weird like clicking and knocking sounds coming from my remote control. And I don't know what could be causing the noises, but I mean, like I could believe that. That sounds legitimate yeah, to me weird. as far as an excuse. But yeah, it's it's very strange. I really was hoping she would record her living room for a couple nights, but she said she really would rather not. <laughs> Need to get out the old Ouija board and, uh, you know, tape recorder and get the business. I think that the Ouija board would make things worse. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Preston, when Shaw was, uh, I've got some scary games on my VR, PSVR. Yeah. And I was like, it'd be fucking funny to like take a video of Sean playing one of them and then like on the ground, like trying to make like a fucking pentagram of salt <laughs> around him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be such a good video. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> or to be like, hey, play this game. And then it's a digital fucking Ouija <laughs> board. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Oh, that's a great idea. Fuck. Yeah. So anyway, um, the feature story we have for this episode is from a listener named Ethan. And we, so we asked uh, last time we recorded last week if anybody had – hell, that was Monday, wasn't it? That's yeah. just a couple of days ago. Monday when we recorded, we threw up the um, call to arms asking if anybody had any listener stories or strange things that have happened to them. And Ethan answered the call. And um, he says that in his old house – I'll just read it as he typed it. In my old house, which I'm pretty sure had a ghost – I was woken up several times at night right around 3.34 a.m. And that is notorious, guys, for being the witching hour. And if you listen to a lot of strange stories and a lot of weird shit, always seems to happen around 3 a.m. Scariest time I was woken up but couldn't move. I felt the cold metal of a gun barrel against the back of my head. Fuck that. My heart pounded three times and then I could move. I didn't sleep the rest of the night. So then, of course, we kind of bantered a little bit and said, holy crap, that's amazing. That's that's outstanding. That's terrifying. And I said, Ethan, is there more that you can elaborate further on? If you'd like, send us more info and we can talk about it on our show. So then he replies shortly and says, I saw an older lady, long flowing gray hair through the front door in that house. Opened it and she was gone. Like the chick from Almost, Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's what I thought of the librarian. <laughs> yeah. Almost like a reflection in the window. I wasn't the only person to see her in the house either. Also, would be in the house and hear someone scream names, usually either my wife's name or mine, sometimes even her mom's. We also thought it was one of us hollering for the other, but it never was. The other person would never hear it. Oh, that's fucking creepy. So you would hear the name, but then the person whose name it belonged to wouldn't hear it? Is that what you guys understand? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, boy, that sucks. The other person would never hear it. In every house I've lived in, about three to four months after we lived there, what looks like blood splatter appears on the walls in random weird places and like crazy angles. Still haven't figured that one out. What the fuck? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, I'm never coming to visit you. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Man, excellent storyteller, leaving Holy. on a fucking high note, too, because that's shit. that's where his, his message ends, but damn. That's fucking intense, man. Isn't that fucking weird? Does uh, anybody know if, like, Ethan has a uh, a dog? Does he got a dog? I have no idea. I know he has oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, go ahead. Because go ahead, I could, I could easily debunk the uh, blood spatters on the wall because my fucking boxer, who's got the you know the big flabby jowls, mm-hmm. um, sometimes his gums will bleed and he'll do that thing where he shakes his head and the fucking blood slobber flies all over the place and uh, I'll have to go clean the blood off the walls because there'll be like little blood splats all over the place. So that's. That's interesting. Yeah, I never would have thought about that. So, but. could it be your fucking dog, Ethan, if you have yeah. one? If not, you have a fucking ghost that probably got shot with like a shotgun and blood splattered all over the place. So <laughs> right. Get the fuck out of there, bro. Well, it, it could have also, though, been cats, too, because when I had my cat, Saucy, back when I lived with my folks, yeah, um, there was a time when we didn't realize this for whatever reason, but she had like really, really bad fleas. And nobody knew it because she had actually secluded herself in one room of the house in the basement. And the basement didn't have any carpet except for the bedroom that she was in. So these fleas had infested this one room, but nowhere else in the house. And I remember going in there one night because I hadn't, I couldn't think about seeing, I, fuck, I hadn't seen my cat in like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And so I went into the bedroom randomly because I heard like this real low, like guttural kind of yowling. And she was up on this wooden shelf scratching furiously at the back of her head and her neck was bleeding. And there was blood splatter all up the side of the shelf and the wall um, from just the amount of fleas and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it could have been a dog or a cat, really. God, I remember that, too, because when I walked in there, I was just wearing, like, my boxers and a T-shirt. And I walked in and saw my cat. And, of course, I freaked out because that at that time, the cat had was, like, 16, 17 years old. So I had the cat my whole life. And I ran in there like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And, like, she was weak and, like, really shaky. And then I realized, like, my legs feel like they're literally like someone's got a lighter held to them. I looked down and it looked legitimately like I had fucking black, like, knee-high socks on. That is how many fleas had covered my fucking legs. Like, I could legitimately not see any skin just like I was wearing <sighs> black stockings. That's happened to me. Yeah. That's happened to me before. We – we uh I festive fleas when we had our Boston Terrier and we like tried everything oh. and it got so bad that like inside our house, yeah, like I had to wear these pants and you could just see them like all popping up on the pants. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. And we used this, mm-hmm. we used this, uh, chemical from Home Depot and it was like some crazy, like basically like pest killer that you'd put in your plants. But oh, interesting. you could put yeah. it in your house. It's just, you can't sleep there for like two days. So we took, <laughs> so right. we like, we uh, bombed, bombed and bathed him and got all the fleas off him. I mean, they were just, they were just dying off him by the, by the hundreds of his nuts. And then, and we bombed the entire house. Like we just sprayed and like just dripped that liquid everywhere. Yeah. And then you, and then you let it sit in there one, one full day with all the windows shut and then you air it out for one full day and then you're good to go. It was crazy, but it worked. Yeah. You know, we uh, we ended up doing something similar. We ended up just uh, uh, bombing the house with you know bug bomb and shit like that. And we had to give the cat a bath, and she lost she had lost a bunch of weight because she was so sick. Because we're guessing she was being taken over by fucking for a week or more. Mm-hmm. But that's that's intense, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Usually you don't think me as the debunker. Like I'm always like pro ghost, but uh, I did have to throw that one out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it's good to have an open mind about that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's nuts, Ethan. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's uh, that's really fucking interesting to say the very least. Wow. So I'll uh, I'll go ahead and throw one more story in there for kicks and grins because we never got around to actually featuring this a while back, but. Um, there's a girl named Erin that I talked to back in April mm-hmm. and she mentioned in Derby, there was a haunted, uh, a haunted store of some kind of, I I'll probably, this. yeah, I'm going to, I'll remember the store as I tell the story, but I'm just going to kind of read this and it'll be semi fresh to me. But, um, anyway, Erin reached out to me and this is kind of her story of what happened where she was working at. I said, hi, Aaron. I just talked to Steven and saw this message thread. We would love local paranormal stories. Would you be interested in sharing some of what happened to you at the shoe store you worked at? Oh, yeah. I knew who this is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, sure. I was an assistant manager there at the shoe store. Lots of little things would happen, and I'm sure I've forgotten most of them. But we would randomly smell things like cigar smoke or leather when there were no customers. We would also hear random things like knocking in the fitting room at the back right side of the store. The fitting room door is set up to always need a key to open, and the key was stored by the register, and the light in the fitting room would turn on by itself all the time. It was also always super cold and always gave me weird vibes, so I would stay away. There's also a shoe wall. The wall has these plastic plates that lock into grooves on the wall. Sometimes, randomly, four or five shoes would just fall off for no reason. Sometimes I would come in in the morning and the whole third of the wall would just be on the floor. The biggest thing that I could never forget was seeing a shadow figure in the back stock area. No customers were allowed back there and me and the other employee were out in front. I opened the door to the back area when my employee said something to me so I turned around to look at him with the door open. The hair on my arm stood up and I heard a shift behind me. So I turned around and saw a dark figure in between the shoe shelves. I experienced this before, so I just walked in and looked down the row and didn't see anything. The other employee was freaked out and refused to ever go back there by himself. Most of the time, we would just pass things off lightheartedly because it never felt malicious. We even had radio scanner apps on our phones, and whatever it was would sometimes answer, but that could have just been chance. Yeah, crazy. And then she That's says, crazy. I'll ask around to some, yeah. Uh, she said, I'll ask around to some of the employees I'm still friends with and see if they remember anything. And I said, so did your friend see the shadow figure too? And she said, he saw boxes shift when I turned to look, but didn't see the actual shadow. Yeah, crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy shit. But yeah, this mm-hmm. was in, uh, this was in Derby, so. We should go investigate that shoe store. <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh well. Um, and then later on in the afternoon, she hits me up and says, "Oh, there were also weight benches set up and a huge rack of dumbbells. And sometimes it sounded like they were moved or dropped, but nothing looked out of place." The store manager just reminded me of that. So yeah, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell the story about the haunted Pizza Hut on the show? You have, yes. That's a pretty okay. fucking rad story. Yeah. yeah. I um, I think I'm going to put that together as a, like a little production because I've got some sound effects and shit I can add behind it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, all that 
ghost talk is fucking insane. Preston, what do you think about the haunted shoe store? Legitimacy? Uh, yeah, I think we should go check it out. I think there might be something there. Yeah, I'll hit up Aaron again. Um, this was back in April, so I'll, I'll message her and say, hey, guess what? We finally talked about your story. <laughs> and uh, so and we cool. said plausible. We're going to go check it out. <sighs> plausible. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Steve, uh, are you friends with her? Do you know yeah. her very well? Yeah. Okay, I mean, cool, man. I, I know. I know her. Know her. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, we ought to hit her up and talk to her some more about that. But yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, first of all, thanks guys to everybody who's uh, gave us these stories and uh, let us tell it on the show. That's awesome. But that kind of leads us into the spoiler town portion of this, guys. So again, if you haven't watched Haunting of Hill House, now's the time to uh, probably pop off and then catch us again next time around. So three, two, one. Welcome to Spoiler Town. So who wants to who wants Welcome to start to spoiler off? Town. I'll start off with um so this show is based off of a book. Yeah. Right? And it's hard to yeah. Because it's like haunting house, hills, and all that shit. A lot of people get it confused with uh, House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> so it's, it's like a jumble, jumble <laughs> right, of right. words. Um, yeah. But so I don't know much about the book. I know we're going to talk about the ending compared to the to the book's ending probably. Uh, mm-hmm. you, are mm-hmm. you guys familiar with the ending of that? The differences? The ending no. of the actual book? No. Yeah. Okay, I'll look it up. But the, so the House on Haunted Hill – uh, was a spinoff on the Haunting of Hill House because a lot of the characters have uh, the same names but mm-hmm. just like different roles. Um, because back like in the the eighties and then like even when they remade that movie in like the two thousands, mm-hmm. they weren't mm-hmm. quite sure how to adapt that book into a movie. But they they liked the gist of the story, so they they made the the House on Haunted Hill as kind of an adaptation of that book. Yeah. Haunting of Hill House was written. This is from Wikipedia. Um, the Haunting of Hill House was written by 1959 as a gothic horror novel by American author Shirley Jackson. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The author decided to write a ghost story after reading about a group of 19th century psychic researchers who studied a house and somberly reported their supposed scientific findings, findings to the Society of Psychic Research. So she kind of wrote it based on that information. And like you said, Presto, it has been adapted several times, um, twice to film. Once in 1963 and then again in 1999. Um, one, both versions were called The Haunting. Yeah. But there were movies called The Haunting of Hill House, I'm pretty sure. And, and don't forget, like, the first scary movie was an adaptation. Second one. Yeah. The second pair. <laughs> so yeah. The second one? Scary movie yeah. too. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, then, of course, like we're going to talk about here in 2017, Mike Flanagan announced that he would be adapting the uh, novel into a Netflix series. So, yeah, okay, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Uh, I was just – I would be basically what you were doing. You were giving like a um, – Oh, shit. I, I just, right? Just mowed your lawn. No, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm trying to research the <laughs> um, the book, like a summary, a summarized version yeah. Well, and and people have mentioned that it the even the TV show is very far off from the actual book and it just kind of borrows some themes and again it's more of a uh, inspired by versus a blow by blow reenactment. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of got a summary of it. Haunting of Hill House is about a family of what five children, right? Five, five. kids. Okay. There's five yep. kids. You have, Shirley? Yep, Shirley. Luke. Theo 
Nell. And? Uh, was there just four? No, there's five. No. The, there's the five. Oldest, Who's the fifth one? The brother, the writer, the oldest one. Oh, the douchebag. <laughs> Steven? I don't yeah. believe in ghosts. Yeah, Steven. So, and Luke <laughs> and Nellie are... Twins. Twins. So twins. they, in this movie, they kind of feed off the whole twin thing. Like sometimes yeah. they can feel if another person's in a certain state. Um, and basically, it's about this family. They get thrown into this house as kind of like a flip thing. So, like, we can go in there, fix it up, and then we can flip it and then, you know, sell it. Cause like you see it from the outside and you're like, holy shit, this place is huge, beautiful, lots of, lots of character when you walk in them doors. You fucked. <laughs> but, you fucked, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it butters your biscuit pretty much. Yeah. And so each episode shows, uh, like, you'll go between, not timelines, but, like, from when they were kids to the adults. And it's not like right. one episode will be when they're about kids. One episode will be about about adults. And it's like, no, it's the, it's all the time. And it kind of keeps you, it like, it really keeps you on your toes. And at first I really didn't like that because I was like, Jesus, they are jumping way too yeah. much because it's like oh yeah it's yeah like boom boom but that plays on that plays on the psyche of the show you know they do a yeah, lot it of, plays on the mental health aspect yeah. of it and the insanity side yeah I, I literally had to rewatch the first episode like three times because the first two times i kept getting on my phone or like doing something else and because yeah. it jumped back and forth so much mm-hmm. I'm like what the fuck is going on and then when your I adult just, add kicked in yeah. Yeah. yeah and then when i finally just sat down and like watched it then i was like oh holy shit yeah mm-hmm. it was great and, I, and you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff we're not going to talk about because it's just every episode is so just so gripping. Like you want to go to the next oh, episode yeah. because it's just it's insane. And and when there's scenes in the, in the show about the house, when the kids are in the house or even the adults eventually go back to the house the, uh, and even around their their normal houses when they're, you know, adults, there's so many like background things in this show. Every episode, oh, yeah. every episode yeah. has like really weird, like it'll be really subtle. Some you'll see, some you won't. You'll have to go to YouTube and, and, and search it and people are still finding background shit. And that's so rad. Um, and, and that, uh, what I want to talk about kind of has to do with that because one of the actors um, kind of, he, he did a interview on his thoughts of the family at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're ready, I'll get to that. Cool. And so let's start off with um, each each character has their own like um, problem, so so to speak. Like, yeah, they're all suffering from real life. Yeah, because in in the house when when they're young, there certain kids are seeing things and they're kind of having like weird experiences. Uh, Their mom is having these migraines and she's kind of like. Kind of like, I don't know the right word. Like, not lucid, but like. She's almost like an empath. Like, yeah, she can feel yeah. and sense things, and she has a little bit of a way of uh, feeling other people's emotions. Yeah. And she, yeah. While yeah. she got a, while her she daughter got a little too. bit of the shine to her. Yeah, yeah she's touched. Yeah. She's been touched. The shine. Uh, and her daughter, Theo, Theo has the same thing. And right. as a kid, as being that empath, you it can become quite overwhelming. So mm-hmm. basically, her mom teaches her to have uh, these gloves on her hands to where mm-hmm. she do that. But you got to think too is that while you know this whole show, you're constantly guessing is this paranormal? Is this mental health? And every kid, every 
every character in the show basically has some kind of issue because of what they went through when they were young. Uh, because the mom does eventually, you know, you learn the first episode that, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the first episode that she, she's dead and she killed herself in the house. And like, wait, you find out in the first episode that she's dead. Like she's been a ghost yeah. this whole time. No, no, no. You find oh, out okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, what? I fucking missed that. No, no, <laughs> what? no, no. This really was spoiler town. Right? So yeah, the uh, um, revelation so you basi- road. You basically see that that the mom had, um, you know, killed herself. They mm-hmm. the kids are running out to the car. The dad's taking out the car, and you see, and you see. That and then you see him investigate by the police, blah blah, all this shit. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place. It's it's hard because like we're supposed to spoil it, but I'm trying to piece it all together in my head. Um, what? Okay, <laughs> right. let's just talk about like who who was your favorite character? Like out of all of them, like who did I always like to do the when these shows are like really good and they're really character driven to where you want to learn more about that person to, so to speak, who are you more yeah. most like interested in out of, out of Luke, all? Luke. Yeah, that'd be mine. I could fucking watch baby Luke, not to sound like a creep. I could watch baby <laughs> Luke fucking color, <laughs> uh, coloring pages for like hours on end and just fucking hear him discuss like life. Right. <laughs> I, he was that, that actor was so good. I really enjoyed Theo's character a lot. Yeah. Theo's pretty rad yeah. too. And I, I am on, um, I fucking hated that kid. <laughs> I like Luke. I like him. I like him because he's cute. Like that's great. Uh-huh. But every single one of them child actors into their adult actors, they all link up. They all look, yeah. have the characteristics. That kid had none of the characteristics of adult Luke. And vice versa at all. And he also didn't have the fucking great eyesight as adult Luke yeah. as adult <laughs> yeah. Luke yeah. did too. Yeah. And I can, well, you know, meth will do that too. Yeah. I can it get, makes your eyes better. <laughs> yeah. I can get over the eyesight, even though it doesn't make sense because that's what everybody's complaining about is the eyesight. That ain't the fucking yeah. problem. First off, the little kid needs to push his damn glasses up. Cause it's ridiculous. It drives me fucking insane. Cause they're way too big for his head. But when you're an addict to the degree that he is in that show, uh-huh. Like you're not going to have money for contacts <laughs> and yeah. continues to keep them contacts uh, like a healthy pair, you know, like constantly using the, the solution and like all that shit. So like that didn't make sense. Now, did he get Lasix? Who knows? But it's not <laughs> it's not about the eyes that drives me nuts. It's just the characteristics like that kid was so like the way he talked like there's yeah. really oh, yeah. kids that are awkward, like cute like that. But like he didn't mm-hmm. have any of them characteristics. And I was like, this is it, it just, and, and when you're, yeah. when you're constantly every single episode is jumping between the past and, and the present over and over and over again, like several times in an episode, you're like, it just, it kind of like takes you out because that, that kid and the adult actor were so different. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. like the way that like Theo or Shirley like did their like crossing the arms and like leaning, you know, like they yeah, did that shit true. as adults and you're like, oh my God, like they're, <laughs> they still have them, them traits, but. Out, yeah. out of all the things, that's my only bitch about the show. Everything else was fucking perfect. I, I was hoping for that one scene where, like, 
something happens and like Luke wakes up early and then he's like, oh, fuck, what happened? What was that noise? And like he has to put on his fucking Coke bottle glasses because he can't find his contacts or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he maybe he used his brother's book money to get LASIK. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or acid, one or the other. But And and then so the oldest brother, he's the one that like doesn't believe in in this type of stuff. And yep. kind of kind of by he doesn't want to believe by choice but also possibly by like some kind of like deeper, like he, he buried that shit and well, he buried it under the idea that the entire family's mentally ill and his mom yeah. was clinically, you know, mentally ill. And it's easier to explain. She killed herself cause she was depressed versus, Oh, maybe there are ghosts and maybe yeah. ghosts killed my family. But and that's then, what I like too, is he was, he was chasing that white rabbit, no matter how yeah. much he didn't want to admit it. Like you've wrapped your entire life around ghost stories exactly. and all that kind of shit. But then again, he was kind of like both Mulder and Scully because he wanted to believe, but then he also tried to disprove everything because mm-hmm. the minute he can't disprove a ghost story, the entire world comes crashing down. Cause he's like, fuck, you know what? Maybe there were ghosts in that house. Yeah. And yeah. then, and for him to profit off of, all the family's misery, all the family's misery, you know, because they talked about, they talked about the, he wrote this book and he talked about what happened to his mom and how this stuff happened in the, in, in the house, the hauntings from when they were younger. But like in the book, like they, they never say whether he talked more about like how they all ended up now. Like Shirley's an undertaker and does this and this. And then uh, Luke's a a meth head, you know, like heroin head. Like is, if it was like that, like, it's really weird, yeah. but um, I really like I really like that aspect too because it's like ever there's bunch you know drama with that like who's going to take the money who's not going to take the money should we take the money shit like that and yeah. um, it's I've, it's so hard for me to do spoil spoiler casts for things because I I hate spoilers <laughs> even hate though even though we we say well we all know who the fuck loves spoilers on this show yeah we'll name any names. But <laughs> name rhymes with Charlton yeah. Heston. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it's hard it's hard for me to just like blah blah just fucking words coming out. Um yeah, let's, so let's just talk right. about like our favorite our favorite like things in the show. Like what was what was a scene or an episode or a situation that happened in the show and you were like, Holy shit, that was fucking incredible. Like what 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 was that for you? Wasn't it like the entirety of episode six? Which is what bent neck lady, like when the the storm hits and the fucking power goes out oh, right. inside the yeah, uh, mortuary. No, oh, yeah, and, and just cinematically, like it rivals kind of the badassness of that Daredevil hallway scene of season one of Daredevil, mm-hmm. when everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's so neat!" Like they're in the hallway and the camera angles, and then you find out, of course, it was just fucking really cheap on the budget to film just out yeah. hallway. But that's cool. That's but, cool yeah. with me though. Like I, th- I yeah, think I that's think great cool. because you look at yeah. something like you look at something like Avengers. And the Civil War uh, fight. Oh yeah, like uh, that's cool. Civil War battles. Yeah, yeah. But like that, <laughs> they're that tearing one. down city blocks. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But you know, like I kind of like the in, the intensity of a, a small space fight or yeah. a small Close space fight. Combat. Sure, you know. And then yeah. like when they're there's a scene where they take the camera and they spin it around, and you see like. Um, the adults turn into the kids, then the kids turn into the adults, and then kind of like mixed we're match. Back at ha- we're back yeah. at the Haunting of Hill House now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As I say, we could talk about the combat scene and – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But – Yeah, they, the camera's kind of like continuously just kind of spinning mm-hmm. in a lot of that episode. And and that and, the, and, it, and it adds to the 
kind of like Preston was talking about with the first episode, like just like Jesus, like I can't keep I can't keep up, like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but it it adds to the intensity of the episode um, because you the whole show you're hearing about Nell talking, in which Nell Nell has um, towards like the second episode, I think it's the third episode, or maybe even the first. It shows that Nell's dead, like that she committed suicide too. She went back to Hill House and. And they all get a call saying that, oh, you know, she, she's dead. Oh, yeah. She went back. And yeah. so during this scene, when the camera's spinning around, you're seeing Nell in the background. Um, you're seeing like a bunch of other people that were in the house that were, you know, supposedly ghosts throughout the time. And mm-hmm. and it's just so fucking tight. And is that is that the Bent Neck Lady episode? Episode six? No, Bent Neck Lady, I think, was before that. I want to. Yeah, I don't remember when it was. Yeah. Cause it's been a while. So that was it. mine. That was that blew my mind because like revelation. Yeah, like I. Well, mm-hmm. I called it. I called it earlier. Um, quite a bit earlier. The the whole series, the whole season, that Nell is talking about. Um, that she's seeing this bent neck lady and it's this lady with a bent neck and she like floats or she'll come up. She'll come up right next to her and. She's she's scared of it, but she's still like tolerant of it type of thing. You know, it's the kind yeah, of that she's, uh, kid tolerance. Curious about it, yeah. yeah. And so they basically um, they reveal that that during that time that that's actually her, and and I guess that quite a bit beforehand. I was like, okay, I bet I bet that's her. I bet she's seeing herself dead. And the house is fucking with her, blah, blah. You know, as a kid, it, it like already knew it had a predestined thing. And, uh, yeah. but the way that they, the way that they revealed it, because that whole episode is just so fucking scary and intense. And then like, she's in this, she's in this bed and then, or no, when she ends, it ends up showing how she died. The house tricked her and, and fucked with her brain to where, when she came back to the house, she ended up doing the same thing instead of her mom jumping to her death. She, hung she hung herself through through these yeah. ropes and yeah. when it did that you know you're like it's doing that and then when she when she jumps and she's fallen till it breaks her neck dead she falls through like all the different layers of every time she saw the bent neck lady yeah and that was, was fu- cool, i mean i'm yeah. getting goosebumps right now talking about it. that shit was <laughs> fucking awesome because every every single time she she dropped it was like cutting through another timeline you know, so, yeah. so to speak. So it was like when she when she was a kid, she was laying on the couch and she saw the bent neck lady floating over. Then when her husband, her early uh, early husband, her newly yeah. wedded husband died, she was there. And then her when, early late husband. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was just it was crazy, man. It was so fucking good. And then there's a time when they're all like uh, in the mortuary. Uh, her. Is the mortuary right? Yeah, and they're like arguing over over her grave, and they actually end up like she ends up knocking over. Like it was it was her spirit doing that to like try to yeah. get them to be like shut the fuck up. Like you know, like I was just everything about that show is is so fucking good, man. Like everything mm-hmm. about it, I loved it so much. Yeah, Preston, what was one of what was one of your favorite things about it? So, like with uh, Daredevil and like Luke Cage, um, the the lighting. So, like in Luke Cage, in you would notice that the uh, yeah, <laughs> so bullshit, fucking Marvel pieces of shit. Anyways, um, so the lighting in those, uh, like in Luke Cage, you would have that kind of orange gold lighting. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. So in the uh, the so in the Haunting a Hill House. 
the so the, every time the red room was affecting the kids or was affecting them as adults. So like if you if you go back and rewatch it, so every time Luke was in the the treehouse, mm-hmm. that um, was the red room. There, that was the red room. But his sneakers were always red. That was the one item. So they always had one item that was red. And then oh. like uh, oh wow. So if you go back through and watch the episodes, there's always something that is red. So like when uh, the, the the bitchy sister was uh, you know reliving when she was cheating on her husband, uh-huh. mm-hmm. she had a red dress on. And then when uh, Theo was you know making love to her uh, her girlfriend, the girlfriend had like you know a red bra and panty set on. Wow. And so the very last episode when they're celebrating Luke's two years sober. So after all the events of, of the television shows done, we're wrapping it up. And the last scene, his cake that's got the two year yeah. candle on it is oh, yeah. red. Yeah. Huh? Now, are you just noticing this because it's the only color you can see? <laughs> no, red's, red's the only color I can't see, which is amazing. So I'm like, I'm so now I like, I, I want to go back and look for all I'm the brown stuff. Yeah. Mama, I can see. He's got the brown shoes. You've been you've been touched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. I never even noticed that. Yeah. Ah, uh, interesting. Or like when uh, you know, when the the shitty brother was uh, you know, having that argument with his wife, and uh, his sweater was red, and so it's just the going back and noticing those little nuances that just give the show like a whole new meaning. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. I never. So all those little artistic touches, those are my. And then uh, there's the the scene. The the scene where the sisters are in the car arguing. Oh, fuck there wasn't yeah, really, right. There wasn't a lot of jump scares for me, mm-hmm. and we were, we were binge-watching it, so me and Jeffrey were both, like, half asleep on the couch. Yeah, that got me. And all all of a sudden, she just, like, jumps up and screams in between the sisters, and I'm, like, flailing like a little bitch on the couch. I'm like, ah! <laughs> just scared the fuck out of me, so. Yeah. Well, and that was the beautiful thing about it, because, like, I, I – you guys probably relate, I think – I love horror movies and I love creature features and that's what I find so fond of uh, or that's what I'm so fond of with like Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a creature feature. There's not a whole lot of like deep psychological horror. It's just like monster after monster after monster after monster in your face and I love it. But I also like a mental horror as well that makes you think like psychological horror like the Babadook. And this show really did a really good job to straddle both those things because at its core – it's a horror show, and then on the outside, it's a family drama, and that's what was great is the jump scares they do, and a, and a little bit of what I would call you know creature effects or ghosts, like like actual scary shit, was just kind of peppered throughout the show, and everything was just so tense the whole time that there were times where we watch one episode, and then Shayla or I would be like, all right, we can't, we got to fucking wait, we got, I can't take any more of this shit. <laughs> So, and that was one episode where we're both like, fuck this, nope. <laughs> and she busts out of there. So, and that's the beautiful thing too, is that it, it straddled that whole, is this all mental health or is this ghost? Is this mental health? Are they crazy? Or is this ghost the entire time, you know, for the most part. And then you find out yeah. like, like with the dad, every time the, the kids are talking to the dad, he sees them as little kids. And then he's also talking to his wife. And is his wife really there as a ghost or is his wife like his conscience? Mm-hmm. Or is he got split personalities and all that kind of stuff? And it's just it's just so clever the way they did that. And I mean, there's some people that hate that show and, and say it's garbage and it was, you know, systematically one of the worst things ever filmed. And if you feel that way, that's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But I, I think I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. 
and technically it's pretty solid. And just like when you're when you're going through and you're like watching it, if you're not paying close attention, like you can see the reflection in like the mirrors and there'll be like a dead person in that, that reflection. Yeah. And there were several so times where cool. I was like, oh, fuck, we got to go back and rewatch it. We got to rewind because like there was a fucking ghost right there, I swear. Yeah. And what was cool, too, is like the show, of course, nowadays, a show is on on Netflix for an hour and now you already have people posting spoilers about shit, you know. And a lot of your high profile, like TMZ and even some of the news channels were like, 10 things you didn't know about Haunting of Hill House. And then like a lot of articles are popping up about, you know, 15 ghosts you didn't notice in the background. So that was kind of cool because that little secret or Easter egg was um, exposed to me about halfway through the show. So that was also fun to watch because I was erring on the side of they're all just mentally ill. And unfortunately, it's just like a mental haunting. And then I start seeing the ghosts, you know, playing or walking through like the yard or like yeah. walking through a room in the back. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, is this, is this for real? Like, so, are they maybe really ghosts? Another part I really liked was um, the story of the two caretakers, basically. Because oh, the whole yeah, time. Dude, Annabeth Gish. Yeah. So like the whole, yeah. the whole time you're, you're watching that shit, you're like. You're like God. Are these are are these ghosts? Like, because they're they're kind of like that's what I thought. Because they're they're kind of old school. Like, you don't really like what? Like, who talks like this? But it makes sense. They've basically been doing this for so long, and then when you finally find out what happened to them, to to where they're like, you know, we're we never are never here overnight. We're only here during the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and then they kept saying, "Well, will you keep us on? That's all we ever ask is whoever." owns this property keep us on because we know the house better than anybody and, yeah you know most people are like oh fuck it you know they're gonna caretake for free who gives a shit you know and then um so you finally f- you finally find out why yeah and it threw you off because mrs dudley the the female mm-hmm. uh, uh she, i should say the wife that just sounded fucking dumb didn't it <laughs> the wife she a lot of times well, female. Like, oh, <laughs> the lady his yeah. old ball and chain yeah um she always wore like colonial style, like fucking yeah. neckline yeah. dresses, and I'm like, this chick but is it, totally a ghost. But no, it, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Be, well, once you find out what they've been through and how they live, they yeah. live very, very um, just off the grid, like simply. everything. Yeah, like they live simply. Yep. Uh, they don't ever. She barely ever leaves the house. He goes into town to get things, and then she and he yeah. comes back because you find out that they actually had a child that ended up ended up dying. And then there's a scene where you finally realize that this Abigail that Luke is talking to as a kid is really their daughter that would mm-hmm. that would that would sneak out. So that daughter would that their daughter would sneak out. The mom ends up poisoning the daughter for real, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is fucking insane!" And then as soon as they you know they reveal all that, then the the Dudleys see the ghost of their daughter. So at that at that moment. It was like, this is all. This is all we do. This is all we're gonna do for the rest of our life is to be here at this house. So then, because they talked about having a stillborn, of as their first child, so they're like, holy shit! Like we now know that since that stillborn happened here in the house, we'll yeah. all we'll all be together one day. Right. So at the very end, they show, and I don't know if this is in the book, but I think it's I think it's more for like a cinema a cinema experience. More, I mean, the yeah. book would be dope too if it's happened, but like it shows like at the very end of the show, 
Mr. Dudley rushing in his his dying wife. I mean, she's like barely clinging to life. Yeah, he's like running in there because he knows that if she expires in the house, she'll be with their firstborn and their secondborn, and then it shows them there, right. and it's really sad, and you know, it made me tear up. It was really, it was really, really, really good. It was oh, one yeah, of the, it was one of the things where like, holy shit, this house is so fucking evil. But not all the spirits yep. in there are bad. That's, well, that's the, the end, thing. It's constantly yeah. tearing, tearing apart. Like the dude that was, they find him down in the basement that's in the wall. Like, yeah, that was mental. He, he fucking went insane. He went insane in the house, buried himself in the fucking wall. And then now he's haunting the, haunting the halls of Hill House. I guess. Yeah. It's so cool that every single, every single ghost has a story there. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's where you're going to get. Probably another another season, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, well, ghost and, story of the week type of thing. And they make that they made the the house the villain of the piece for the yeah. entire show yep. until like the last fifteen minutes. You're like, oh fuck, this house was a character the entire time. Yep. yep. And in the end, you're like, you're like, oh fuck, I kind of like the house now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because but, yeah, that that that's the thing is like the house. That's what I thought was so great about it because it it showed like how fucked up it can be. But then how mm-hmm. like it worked out in their case. It's kind of like the house was like, yeah. hey, thanks for taking care. Thanks for sprucing the place up for so long and, ke- and keeping people in here. See, they could have more victims. If the Dudleys right. are there me, see making more. making certain families or people that come and live there, try to buy the place, make them feel like, oh, yeah, you know, these are just neighbors. You know, it kind of yeah. makes you want to stay there and then eventually it'll just fucking eat you alive. But can can you imagine if the Dudleys changed the entire operation and they let the public know that or they let people know that. Like imagine how different that story would be if they're like, hey, it's OK. It's OK. Like get her in here. Get her in here. Like a kid falls on the swing set, like impales himself on a fucking you know, football cleat or something. And mm-hmm. then they like, start dragging people in there and then don't tell the family, ooh, season two. Let's do this. Hang on. Start over. The Dudleys <laughs> start dragging people in the house and don't tell the parents that the kids died. So <laughs> <laughs> mommy i'm sick i don't want to go to school and the kid can't because it's a ghost yeah dun, dun, dun. so silly but, but yeah okay. no that's that's the biggest rumor right now is if if they do a season two and there's been a lot of hinting at it they might go on the course of american horror story and do an anthology where the same actors will come back or you know the majority of the same actors come back and play different parts and it's going to be a, a different chapter that'd be cool yeah I, I like that i mean when you get when you get really good actors and actresses in there and they're fucking really, I mean, they all stepped up on that show, man. It was so, it was so mm-hmm. fucking good. Okay. So here's, here's one of the, I don't know if this is really the ending. It sounds like it to me. So here, here it says in one of the most frightening moments of the book, Eleanor experiences severe haunting. She hears her mother's voice and exits her room in the night, pounding on the doors to the other guests as she follows the voice to the library. Oh, hang on. Is this, this is the, uh, the the book ending. the ending of the book yeah. oh, okay fair warning if people want to hear that because that will may be a bigger spoiler for people who want to read that book so okay yeah okay so, spoiler yeah. and a spoiler it's the inception of spoilers <laughs> folks <laughs> right okay there she climbs an iron staircase that is on the brink of collapse Luke follows climbing the precarious staircase in order to save her he succeeds but the guests are shaken and annoyed by Eleanor's actions the following morning the guests ask Eleanor to leave Hill House she argues she doesn't want to go. This is the happiest she's ever been, she cries. But Dr. Montag is firm. She must leave Hill House at once. Okay, Dr. Montag in the book, I'm assuming, is is kind of like, um, he's basically running like a study 
in in, in this house, and then there's people that are staying there. So like oh, this family's okay. staying there, but there's like a doctor there that's trying to investigate type of shit. So he oh, okay. said, yeah, Doctor yeah. Montag says, is firm. She must leave Hill House at once. Jackson writes, walled up alive. Eleanor began to laugh again at their stone faces. Walled up alive, she said. I want to stay here. So she's like fucking losing her mind as as she's saying this, and she's telling um, everybody that she's looking at, like Theo and Luke and all this shit. Says so Eleanor says goodbye and gets into the car. She's stolen from her sister. As she drives away, she experiences a moment of what describes as quick cleverness. She presses hard on the accelerator and drives the car straight into a tree at the curve of the driveway. After her death, the guests leave Hill House. Theo returns home, Luke travels to France, and Dr. Montauk publishes a paper on the supernatural that receives an almost contemptuous reception. The novel ends as it begins with Hill House and whatever walks there alone. Huh. So like, so I don't know like if any of that bent like lady shit's in there or like anything like that. But like everybody, mm-hmm. everybody fucking loves loves the book. Like they're like it's so good. Yeah, so it's intense. highly celebrated for sure. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. a lot of people complained that the show is so far off of the book that it ruined it. Like they couldn't even watch it. But I don't know. Inspired by, let's put a little caption at the bottom. Inspired by, and then fucking call it a day. Move on. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does. It's like you know, anytime something comes out, like a movie or a TV show, they'll put like the book with like the cover of the TV show, like in Barnes and Noble. And there's a big yeah. sticker right on here. It says the haunting of Hill house, a novel. Shirley Jackson has a sticker on there. It says Netflix inspiration for the Netflix series. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And there's cool. Uh, to me, there's nothing there's, if they did it just like the book, then people would bitch about it. Not being as good as the book. I fucking hate uh-huh. that shit so much. It's like, yeah, I think that's why we see cinema so many deviations. Is, is never, ever, going to be better than the book like it's no it's not going to be better than the book and people will just continuously bitch about that it's like stop you some things don't don't translate over to from book to film you have to flesh it out or there's things like that because when you're reading like your imagination's going all the time like like constantly you're building you're building the narrative you're building the surroundings the backgrounds the characters what they look like you know like the the best example is is uh, Hermione Granger and J.K. Rowling never said what what the ethnicity of of Hermione is or like anything like that. They let she gave a couple clues here and there about her hair stuff like that, mm-hmm. but she wanted people to relate to however they built her up in right. their head. So like for J.K. Rowling, like she said that she she pictured Hermione as African American. Mm-hmm. So like you know, and then and then. When they did the show, you know, they casted Emma Watson and she's got, you know, brownish reddish hair and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like, I, I think that shit's awesome, man. I love I because yeah. I don't read the uh, books that often. I, I, I wish I could. but I don't want any more. Boy, I never learned how to read. Yeah, <laughs> I guess too, <laughs> gets too fucking tired. Uh, yeah. But I love watching movies. Over there was a controversy about the ethnicity of Hermione because when they had the onstage play of Harry Potter um, or whatever it was the golden child or one, whatever there's a Harry Potter play mm-hmm. and they casted an African-American actor to play her. And there's a huge controversy because everybody's like, no, she's got curly red hair and she's a white girl. And then that's where this all kind of erupted. And that's also when you found out that uh, Dumbledore is like, we're 99.9% sure that Dumbledore is homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, that all that came to light where she's like, yeah, I give everybody hints and you can kind of make it, your own thing, which is how you know. books should be. 
Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I'll tell you a secret though. You want to know something like when I read books, um, thankfully Stephen, I can read and I like, <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> I always picture the male lead character in most books. If they're adult as either John Hamm or Michael Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, right. go ahead. Well, when I'm like, when I'm reading a book, the narrator inside my head, that's, you know, speaking the, the, the words that I'm reading is Donald Duck. Oh, no, always has a British accent. Always. I don't know why. <laughs> Preston, that's a they, form of psychosis. They always have a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, well, you know, it's funny because I'm reading a book right now and it's called Little Heaven. And basically it's about these three assassins and the male, the, the lead, his name is Mike, Micah. And in my in my brain, that is John Hamm with one eye because the lead character loses an <laughs> eye. Um, the other male assassin is a black man named Ebenezer, and I picture him as Idris Elba. Coincidentally, <laughs> in the book, after I already pictured him as Idris, uh, come to find out he is British in the book as well. And then there is a uh, oh, there's a female assassin too, and I picture her as. Um, Oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her name from Preacher? Uh, Tulip O'Hare, Ruth Nega. I picture her as, uh, I don't know. Those are people I picture all my books. And then <laughs> Michael yeah. Shannon is who I imagine to be the lead for uh, 1984. And also coincidentally, he who is, he, he's who I imagined in uh, Fahrenheit 451 as well. There you yeah. go. Yeah, coincidentally. And coincidentally, Michael Shannon got casted the supporting part for the uh, HBO adaption of that book after I like to uh, think that I willed that into existence. It's Tulpa. Michael Shane Tulpa. Tulpa. Ugh, fucking creepy ass Tulpa. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Steve, did we do it to death? Is there still more to talk about? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Everybody pretty needs to go it. watch that show. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's solid. If you haven't watched it already, that that's your fault. We warned you. Well, guys, let's plug some shit and get out of here. No, Jesus, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's even creepier so oh steven just god. turned on his camera because we can camera chat normally we just record without cameras on okay steve put that back up i'm going to show you what i just saw oh my put it back god up. it's so good no we're sitting here sorry guys that doesn't translate well on a podcast what just happened steven just randomly turned on his uh camera screen and i can only see about the top third of his camera because i've got garage band streaming in front of it and i just see like some creepy ass blue eyes and some fucking raggedy ass carrot top hair. <laughs> and it was what? It was a Chucky doll? Yeah, it's it's my original Chucky doll, Look man, from ni- 1989. It's a fucking uh, child's, child's Play 2. That's right, pretty solid. That just scared the piss out of me. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's from, oh, 91, sorry. But it's from Child's Play 2, and it has like his frizzy fucking hair, but it's got like the perfect Chucky face of like that fucking scream he does. Well, on that noise, on that noise, on that note, let's plug some stuff and get out of here, guys. Steve, what do you want to plug, man? Uh, check us out, out on Instagram, P-X-L-P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L. Uh, same as on Twitter and our YouTube channel, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, Facebook as well. Go to all that oh, shit. Yeah. Follow us, like us, subscribe to us, share all that shit. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and if you're on iTunes listening to us, give us a good, give us a rating. Um, we're solid 15 ratings right now, and all have been five stars, so we greatly appreciate that. 
And uh, we're getting a lot of kind words from people that we don't know. So, you know, people that we don't know are listening as well, which is always nice. It's no longer word. a show for our four friends. Um, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's been cool. Um, and then, uh, Preston, do you have your spiel set up? Because I've got one if you don't have a, a, a beard spiel. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, want a beard, need a beard. Want to grow a beard better than Luke from uh, a Haunting of Hill House? Then check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com. See, I was going to say, you want to grow a beard like the caretaker Mr. Dudley has. Oh, He's yeah. got a solid beard, my friend. You might notice everything is red, but I noticed that the Mr. Dudley has yeah. a solid beard, but... You want to you want to know why Mr. Dudley has a solid beard because he uses big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> did uh he get the did he get the discount? Uh he he may have. Use Pixelated Paranormal's own personal code PXLPARA on your next order and you can get 20% off the entire order from bigdobsbeardbomb.com. Whoa. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Did we say that? Because I've been putting our shows on oh, YouTube. Oh shit. No, I don't we mentioned it a bit. We, yeah, I we th- put some I stuff said, on Instagram, but I said YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, check us out. Check us out, Mom, we're on TV and Spotify, y'all. Tell your friends. Oh, we're yeah. hanging with the big dogs. Woo-woo. On Spitify. So cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Check out Sports Car Unleashed. Check out Fear and Fame. Those girls are doing a great job. Ladies, what's the proper term? I don't know. But uh, Fear and Fame, those uh, women are doing great on their show. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Yeah, this is going to be a quick one, guys, an hour and nine minutes later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> never works. I was looking forward to just having to edit a half-hour show for once. <laughs> Preston, you were talking about the evolution of our uh, our episode sizes from whenever we started yeah. to where we're at now, and it's just gone up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, give it another year, we're going to have like fucking three-hour episodes. <laughs>